Good morning, Christ Central. My name is Gabby Everett, and I'm a member of the Chantilly slash Parks and Rec community group. Um, I have the privilege of reading scripture with you all this morning. So we'll be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20 in the New Living Translation. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom his God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem, and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there the baby was lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Merry Christmas to y'all by one day. Um, hope everybody had a nice Christmas time. I really hope y'all got everything you wanted under the Christmas tree, but I know you probably didn't. Um, but uh, we, uh, at, at the Brown household, we typically have Y and Shirley Plummer visiting us, and they're over here. Y Plummer is the um, coordinator for African American Ministries for our denomination, and um, his wife Shirley is coordinator of Y Plummer. So thank you so much, uh, um, Y and Shirley. But Shirley does work at New City Church, and you do bookkeeping there? Okay. I got to be careful not to make the wife always look like her job is managing the husband, and that's what she is known for. I got to stop that stuff. We all got to stop that stuff. Um, <laughs> so um, where the wife is just an add-on. But that's a different sermon. That's a different sermon. That's a different sermon. We come to the end of our mini-sermon series, and um, we've been looking at different characters in the Bible um, around the Christmas story, and um, I thought I had done a sermon on the shepherds in the past. Typically, these are reheats or recooks, you know, or whatever, 
Bible goulash where you just take the old stuff and kind of put it. Anyway, listen. Um, and I realized I had written a sermon on caroling that included the shepherd's story. And so I just want to tell you, be honest up front, that this is a merging of two kinds of sermons this morning. Um, as we look at the shepherds, central to this story is the angels praising God, right? Um, what we would consider singing of one of the first Christmas carols in history. I think we had some carols last night, didn't we? And it was a question, are they just drunk neighbors or are they caroling? We couldn't tell because they never knocked on our door. We just heard some people singing and somebody looked up out and said, is it just a bunch of drunk? And we were like, yes, right? That's the answer. They're caroling and they probably had some eggnog. But you guys may have experienced it, caroling or wassailing was popular in 70, 17th century England and Bulgaria, where groups would go singing from home to home with expectations that they would get something. Food, money for the poor, candy snacks, but some take the origins of caroling, of singing about the nativity um, or the birth of God in human flesh as a baby, right? That, that's the first carol, that the first carol actually happened here in this passage. In a field to shepherds who watch their flocks at night. Shepherds who would be among, just to let you know, the most easily forgotten groups at that time. You know who shepherds were like? Just kind of a modern understanding. They're the men and women restocking the shelves at Food Lion, Walmart, when the place closes down, when it's dark. Or when it doesn't close down, right? They're doing mall security, right? Just part of the landscape, right? They are working the ticket booth at the, at the parking deck, watching over your cars, right? And like them, right, they're forgotten. Some of us feel forgotten. And so like them, we trust and look for God to make a world of people and broken issues unforgotten with the coming of Jesus. Where we are, three things I want you to see today, where we are first invaded, then informed, and finally invited by the Lord. Invaded, informed, invited. Let's face it, songs, singing, are by far the most invading form of human expression. Singing invades our space because we can't help it coming into our ears. It's automatically picked up and with it, the rhythm of the words. It kind of gets in, right? Like I said, you get that knock at the door and boom, they start in, deck the hogs or... Jingle bells, you're trying to shop, and there it goes. You can't stop it. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Singing is invading as it should be and as it was in its message to these shepherds. The Bible says that these shepherds were afraid. 
when this happens because an angel shows up and says, hey, we knocks at the door of their lives and says, hey, here I am. And, and they kind of have a close encounters of the third kind and it's come down and none of them had ever seen a sci-fi flick. So they weren't prepared for it like some of you may be. So there are shepherds standing guard in fear that they and what they are over and what defines them will be lost. They are always on guard. They're always trying to keep it low and, and keep the sounds to a minimum, right? They're afraid that what they're guarding and what defines them will be lost by a wild animal or a thief and that they could be easily replaced or demoted. It is the nature of their job, job as shepherds. As I was researching this, the shepherds weren't always watching their own flocks. Oftentimes, shepherds were hired to watch the flocks of landowners and people who had big money and watch over it for them. It's the nature of their job as shepherds to be alert, guarded, and evasive. Because there is danger in the darkness. The advent, Christmas, the message of the coming king. And this case through song is made for evasive people. Did you not think about that? Christmas is made for guarded people. For folks who have done everything to not be bothered. For people who live in darkness and fear and insecurity, that all they have and all that is weak in them and broken in them and takeable from them will be lost if someone or something breaks in. Like these shepherds, we, we live our lives on constant guard. And heck, we must keep our doors and our ears and hearts closed because there is danger out there. You can lose your job if you don't hold it close, closely and work hard. You will be found out in all that is bad or weak about you and be crushed and eaten if you don't guard and protect it in this world. So much so that many of you, your, your social media or, or what you present yourself online is nothing like the real you. Guard it. Here's the point. You and I as human, fallen human beings in a, in a broken world are trapped and bound. Like we, we have no choice but to be protected and guarded and defensive. Closing our lives off for ourselves, by ourselves, we are separated then oftentimes from light and truth and forgiveness and freedom because we are hired out like these shepherds, to protect our own lives and possibly those we are responsible for. And boom, here it comes. The message of Christmas invades, right? It gets behind our defenses. Oftentimes, like here through song or our once-a-year attendance at a church service or our kids' concert even or one of those Christmas shows on TV, on Hallmark Channel, right? It knocks at the door of our hearts with its rhythmic, with, with melodic lines in the words that find a place that makes sense, and somehow it won't leave us alone. The passage says that the shepherds were nearby where Jesus was born, but they were worlds apart, at the same time. 
some of us are near to faith. We're near to Jesus. But as I have decided, it's safer to stay in the dark or live and struggle with our sense of worth and acceptance in the house, in the house, right? <laughs> like in a church congregation, but in the darkness of the closet. I can't help but think about our same-sex attracted and sexually non-binary brothers and sisters who feel like they have no choice but to live and cry and struggle and be smothered by fear in the darkness. What a terrible place it must be to be near, but not in the light. Where it gets so bad that, that you're such a rejected-looking part of the world like shepherds were. Man, when I read about shepherds, they were not, like people didn't want them around, right? Except in the fields at night. Imagine that, that you, you get this feeling that you don't fit. Like if people saw you, you know you're done. You know you're taken. You know you're, 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 you're rejected. Imagine that you have just decided it's better to stay unbothered in the dark. Separated from the story of God's goodness and grace. No, God has chosen in his communication, not only in the holidays, but throughout redemptive history, to invade, right, the hearts and lives of his people with a message that is like a song, with a won't leave you alone or leave you easily breakthrough of a harmonic truth that speaks to your condition wherever you are, right? However you are, whoever you are, however bad you think you are, have been made to feel the message of God's redemption can and will get in. And it will find you. Listen to the real stories. And I have to put real in there. The real Hollywood stories of many of the church people in this room. You want to know how much in darkness some of these folk are, some of us were? And we woke up one day, wow, how did God get in here, right? That's often our story. We were invaded by God's grace. We didn't invite him in. We didn't go looking for him. We didn't say, here, Lord, I'm an open door. Come on in. That's not how the gospel works. It's amazing that when I, you know, when I heard the story, when I heard it read again, I didn't have this in my notes, I just kind of over, it said the armies. You know what armies do? They invade. They get behind the wall. They get behind the defenses. They go in the darkness. They're on mission. Imagine this now. There's, it's super dark. And I, you know, I tried to, it's hard to live back in the day. And I, you know, I tried to do some background reading and all that kind of stuff. But there are no street lights, right? There's no occasional car going by, right? There's nothing. It's dark. Maybe a little lamp. Have you ever been in darkness? Have you been out in the country? Or, or you go to some vacation spot at the beach and you go out. You ever been out on the beach? Ain't no light. 
it's dark. Like that kind of dark, you can't even see your own hand dark. Well, God comes where there's no other light and he turns on heaven's light. Right? He turns a spotlight on the message of love and grace, but bright enough to turn the countryside into a world stage. Jesus' coming was an invasion into our everyday dark life. He is an invasion into all you and I, and I continue to try to protect and can't. Jesus is beautiful, harmoniously audacious, and constructively catchy, and catching Savior. But Christ's coming is not only invading. This passage teach us, teaches us it's informing. How do you know it's Christmas time most of the time? How do you get that feeling, right? Partly because those dumb songs start right up. Right? Like if you didn't know it was Christmas time, and it happened to me. I got on the elevator and I was just listening and I'm like, dun, 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 dun. oh, it's Christmas, right? Maybe for you, like, like me, I'm an... I'm a regular customer of Lowe's, wouldn't you say, Kelly? Even when I don't go in there to buy nothing, I get my project ideas. You know, go in there, talk to dudes, and, oh, sorry, see? Gosh, and the women in there who work there, and I get some ideas. I learn about tools and paint, and of course, I got to act like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, uh, I built blah, 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 you know, whatever. But you go in there, and you're like, it's Christmas in Lowe's. I went back to Lowe's, I think, December 9th around, or 10th. And one of the women were in there, one was in there shopping. And she looked at me and she said, I guess Christmas over. Right? Because all the stuff was gone. Right? It was gone December 2nd. Did y'all notice that? And then they move it to that second aisle in, that sale rack. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know what I meant by all that, but, but the world is a splash, if you will, in white and green and red lights and stripes. You go into the store and it tells you Christmas time is here, right? Have a holly jolly Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas in my car, on my job, in the grocery store, in the bathroom and the elevator. It has told you your whole world has turned into and been changed into the North Pole. Well, Buddy Elf would disagree. No, it isn't. Okay, we don't get it. <laughs> but you can almost expect to see some little people and talking animals to show up. Your whole view and attitude changes. You are newly informed. It changes the way you see what you see. I mean, people walking around, I'm pumping gas. This guy, hey, Merry Christmas. We don't talk at the pump, man. <laughs> Stay on your side. Stay up. Using regular gas? Don't be looking at what I'm using. Right? Everything through song and green and red, listen up loud and obnoxiously clear. It is declaring it's Christmas. Not just get with it, but guess what? If you didn't know it, you are in it. For these shepherds, and I guess it's festivist for the rest of us, but anyway, okay, for, for these shepherds, it's just a regular old night. On the job. Just another dark night. <laughs> Just another high anxiety, fear of which you can't see that could possibly take all your worth and wealth away. Night. 
or another night of boredom and another night of working for the man, right? Or, man, I'm a bad shepherd because every night I nod off, another night of sharing and, and drifting into dreams of, I know I am not going to be a shepherd long, right? I'm going to own my own sweater factory one day. I'm going to name it L.L. Bean, right? Another old night for someone who used to own the factory and possibly got caught embezzling funds and now he's just a shepherd. Or another old night for the dropout or ex-offender or underachiever or discriminated against and this is the only job they could get at night who trapped there by sin muse all night about freeing themselves from disappointment and the burden of letting themselves and their family and God down. Don't marry that dude. He ain't never going to get rid of that shepherd job. Another old regular night of 40 years as a shepherd who used to dream that he wouldn't be lower middle class, disrespected part of society, third shift, never seen, overlooked, much need, and underappreciated and paid person. Just another old regular night of the human fallen condition. Sin and sinned against in a fragile, broken, and dangerous and dark world. Just another forgettable, forgotten night. And an angel comes and knocks on the door of the night sky. And the Bible tells us heaven opens up with some information that changes not only the night, but all that comes with living in the night, right? And all the possibilities of the night and all the bondages and fears and ways that these shepherds were trapped living because of sin in and by the invasion of heaven's choir and chorus and army. These shepherds' lives are informed and changed and reformed nothing will ever be the same again for them. What was, y'all? Because these angels were singing and caroling and maybe dancing a little is no longer there. What time is it? What day is it? It is time for in the day of salvation, of life, of world change and the very nature of what happens is this ain't regular, right? This is super regular for you regular. This is excellent news for your life. It moves you to what is really going on and happening, which is this. Salvation has come to earth. Light has come to earth. Forgiveness of sin has come to earth. Justice has come. Freedom has come. Unconditional love has come. Joy and healing and community has come. These gifts through Jesus' coming is now the truth about you and all the world that you couldn't see before. It is now on loudspeaker. And it tells you how to see life. And what and why you should be doing what you are doing. Like Christmas singles that it's time to buy gifts. The song of the angels is saying, you got a gift. The message to sinners like these shepherds and me and you is that sin is forgiven. And sinners can now have a relationship with God and righteousness for heaven and light for their way in this dark world. Now the most forgotten people. The most alienated people, right? The most life-destroyed and disastrous people. The most hated person. The most, if anybody knew this about me, they would hate me people, right? Can now come center stage in the light. That is the message. 
And this good and humbling news is everywhere. Because it's being broadcast from heaven. And it can't be blocked. Loud and clear in HD, satellite and ham, right? Once your ears and eyes of your heart experience, you and I cannot and will not see or hear or feel things the same. The Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth and redeemer and savior of humankind, the fixer of all that is broken in and out, the one who sees and feels your burden is here and there and everywhere you go and do and anything you can be, it's Christmas time all the time with the song of the gospel. The song. The carol designed for you, though, to join in. It's easy to jump in. You know, if you go caroling, someone says, will you go caroling? You don't have to do no tryout, right? From our neighbors last night, you don't even have to be sober. You can jump in. The song of the carol is designed for you to join an easy sing-along and in the original day to jump on in and sing and even to respond by giving food. It's an invitation in its nature, nature to sing a law. Look at what happens in verse 15 through 20. We're going to read this one. Probably the only reading we have this morning. Trying to get through this. Um, okay. When the angels have returned to heaven, it says, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story was, were astonished. Excuse me. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. You see what happens? The shepherds now have joined in with the caroling and worship. They're going door to door now. They're telling everybody, hey, we saw the king, right? Get this. These guys should be taking the first shift hours in their third shift jobs to stand on the corner with a 40 in a bag and talk about how the world is keeping them down. Right? They should be, I used to ask my mom, what those guys on the corner doing all the time, mama? Right? We'd drive by, little corner stores, dudes hanging out, same dudes, every day, hanging out. Maybe not your experience, but anyway. And my mom would say, they just sit on the corner lying to each other. Right? <laughs> I'm like, how many lies? They tell a different lie every day or the same one. They've been telling the same lie for 20 years. You know, uh, I, whatever, Right? This is what these dudes should be doing, right? Not jumping, praising God, right? They should be at home between sleep and wake, licking their wounds while watching sleazy daytime television, thinking about calling that lawyer because, the, 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 you know, the, the goat kicked them last week, right? They should be sulking and hiding since they smell and were hated by mainline people, not going to malls in their work clothes or invited to the sheep company executive Christmas party. They get invited to see God, and with that, to sing to and about God, they join their lives, their very lives, to the refrain and their lives to the chorus 
of God's praise. The Lord invites us like he did them to own the story. To come be a part of the story. To not just watch the angels sing. To not just watch God do something in the world, but be invited into it and have it come in to you, right? To be part of a community, right? To, to, to worship, to add a new line and chapter to our lives, to be part of a community that has been invited by God, whose lives are invited to connect with the divine and powerful meaning and change of all of that, and with it to bring all they are, their, their solo verse, if you will, their broken verse, right? Their shepherd's verse, their sin-laden verse, their lonely verse, their disillusioned verse, their discriminated verse, their alienated verse, their worthless verse, their prideful, needing, humbling verse, and join in and sing with the refrain of God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. To join your story to that. What am I saying? Saying, worship, write some lines, I don't know. Dance, celebrate, let it out and up, y'all. Bring your lives, bring your issues, bring you and join into a story and happening that includes and, and as about, is about you regardless of how dark and unseen and forgotten and unforgettable your life may be. Jesus came that we would be unforgotten and known and touched and a part of the story. I remember... Back in 84, D says yes. That was a heyday, wasn't it? Merry-go-round. Anyway, every Christmas I was in merry-go-round between 1984 and 87, dreaming and looking at that Michael Jackson beaded uh, jacket. <laughs> Y'all remember that Thriller one? The, the, beaded, the beaded one had like the silver and had a bunch of zippers, right? But that, 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 that Thriller one had the black lines like that in the shoulders that, what? And merry-go-round had two types, the fake leather and the real one. And the real one had the little loop through it. And you had to try it on with that loop in it, right? That's all I did was try it on. I never got one. I should go try to find one now. No, it'd be in. Harrison, wouldn't it be in if I got an authentic? He says, yes. <laughs> That's my stylist back there. But I remember back in the day, remember We Are the World? Quincy Jones produced that thing. I remember how many different voices were in that thing. But if you ever isolated, they sound bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Cindy Lauper, what, what is that? I don't know if y'all seen, what is it? What do they call it when it's a little video, a meme or something or real or something like that? Where, um, who's singing and Michael Jackson gets mad? Uh, Huey. Huey Lewis. 
and you can see, and they're, they're trying to tell you the backstory. And Michael's like, Huey, sing like this on the beat. And they go through it over and over at Kenzie Jones, and he finally gets it. And they go to sing it live or wherever, and Huey Lewis does it. And Michael Jackson's like, he is mad. His face drops. All these people, they shouldn't get along. Quincy Jones, thank you. Because somehow that song shot the number one. Fed a lot of kids in Africa. Remember that? Now it's thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, the Holy Spirit, for giving us a voice. For hearing us. For inviting our lives. For giving us a line in the gospel where we we can confess our sins. Thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to to speak forth repentance, our sorrow, our fear, our story, to sing with joy and deliverance and hope. Because of you, you make it beautiful. Do you know what the refrain of the chorus or the repeat part of the main point used to be called? We call it the hook right now, right? Let's get back to the hook or the chorus or the refrain. You know what it's called originally? The burden. (laughs) The burden. Here's what the experience of this song of these shepherds teaches us. God has invaded and formed a stage and called you into the light with him, with the community for you to bring and sing your mess to the Lord. You bring and you sing your mess. You bring and sing your joy. You bring and sing your hopes to the Lord. You bring and sing your fragility and your story and your indiscretions and your gender and sexuality issues to the Lord. You bring and sing even your social, political, and racial frustrations to and with the Lord. You sing and bring your relationships and marriage and romance or lack thereof to the Lord. You are called to bring and sing your fears to the Lord and your happiness to the Lord. And the burden of all you bring falls on the chorus. Jesus is the chorus. He can bear all the lines of your story. He can bring resolve and resolution and belonging. The hook that is Jesus can capture, invade, and hold it all together. Don't be the missing voice. (laughs) Jesus invades He informs so that you and I are unforgotten. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this scripture today. We can bring all we got and we can lay that burden on you. Lord, some of us may not consider ourselves living and walking in the darkness because now we're believers. 
But there are dark places within us. Invade us by your grace. Invite that stuff out of us. Let us bring the truth into the light. Lord, like the shepherds, many of us are afraid to step into the light. We're afraid that when you see who we are, one or two things will happen. You'll turn us away or you will force us to be something we don't want to be. (laughs) We'll discover, Lord, in the light that we love other things more than we love you. We may discover, Lord, that we have a conflict about who you think we should be and how we should behave. Help us, Lord, to trust the resolution and resolve of Jesus. Help us to believe he can handle it. Please. For those of us out here who don't know you, You only call people who are in the darkness (laughs) to be your children. No one stands in the light before coming to Christ. We may be near, but we only come to you by faith in you. Lord, please help those who don't know you today, who are questioning you, to recognize they they don't stand too far for you to reach them. But they are too far for them to save themselves. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.